ever been to see the doctor? The tests were run, the results are in, and in walks the doctor with a solemn face. At that moment, you know the news might be bad. The diagnosis? Yes, it's cancer, and you could die. I've been there. Have you? Positive note, cancer is more treatable than ever. We have an oncologist on our board and he shares with me all the many breakthroughs just in the past few years. And still, forms of cancer are still growing. Doctors are alarmed, even baffled, that cancer seems to be striking more young people than ever. Researchers turning their attention to figure out the whys of this new trend. Is there a way to discover those younger who are at higher risk? For a Christian, a cancer diagnosis is a great wake-up call for our relationship with Christ. Are we really ready to die? But of course, we are reminded that He's walking with us. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're beginning a new series today, Following Jesus Through Cancer. And with me is David Wollen, our new president and host. Well, hey, Charles, it's good to be with you and all our listeners this Monday, starting a new series. And last week, we were having a great time. We're talking about marriage, and boy, life can be a roller coaster. There are highs like your wedding day, and then there are the hard things, the hard or hardest days, the hard news. And obviously, everyone knows now we're talking about cancer this week. Yes, David, it's that one word many of us fear, and we hope we never have to deal with. And yet, at the same time, most of us know someone, maybe even ourselves, who has or may have dealt with it personally themselves. And so today, I'm going to be talking with you, David, about my own experience with cancer not long ago. Well, and for longtime Haven listeners, Charles, uh, I'm sure what you just said feels pretty heavy. Um, but I'm looking forward to hearing how the Lord's been ministering to you you faced an aggressive melanoma, a skin cancer not easy to get rid of, as I understand it. Um, but then through this coming week, we're going to have a series of guests, all of them sharing stories of hope, of following Jesus through the valley of cancer and how the Lord was with them. One example is a pastor from Texas, Dr. Andy McQuitty. It was grappling with the very fundamental questions of life that came up when I was diagnosed that caused me to draw closer to Christ and to sense that actually he was drawing close to me. Mm. He was the senior pastor of Irving Bible Church, Andy McQuitty. We had him in the program a number of years ago, and tomorrow we're going to hear his full story, which includes a very serious form of cancer. Only 8% survive. And when our producer and I visited Andy several years ago, he told us, that he was told he needed to get his affairs in order. And that was shocking for him to hear as he faced the possibility of death. And Charles, something I found fascinating about his particular story is the way that he started journaling, uh, writing his thoughts down, which, of course, were at that moment deep, spiritual, searching thoughts, because life, as well as death, had suddenly become so much more real, more clear. And then as a result of that, because 
God did spare him, he was able to write from those journal notes a really helpful book called Notes from the Valley. It's kind of like a travel log for the journey, and here's why that's helpful. Um, I've been told by a number of cancer patients uh, and survivors that when you get a diagnosis like this, or maybe when a friend or a loved one gets a diagnosis, and, and we're talking about believers, Charles, trusting in Jesus, but it still shakes you to your core, and you don't know what lies ahead, but it really helps to have someone who can help you know what to expect spiritually, and that's what Andy's book does. And when I had my diagnosis and treatment just a little over two years ago now, Andy's book was a great comfort to me. And Mm. so for your gift to this ministry, we'd like to send you a copy of Notes from the Valley, a spiritual travelogue through cancer. And after the program, you can just come to our website, watch the video that we shot with Andy at his pastor's study uh, near Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. But then make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Or you can call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Let's open the program with a Christian musician who lost his first wife due to cancer, Jeremy Camp. Will I believe you when you say Your hand will guide my every way Will I receive the words you say Every moment of every Haven today. I'm David Wolin. With me is Charles Morris. You just heard Jeremy Camp, uh, a song about his own journey as a husband walking through cancer with his his wife who passed away, but he wrote that song during this time, Jeremy Camp. 
And Charles, this is a real personal interview uh, today, and we do the program now every day together, but today you're telling your story, and you've mentioned now already that you faced cancer not that long ago. Um, You've never actually shared that, Charles, on the air. Uh, So one, thank you for being willing to do that, and why don't you just tell us what happened? Well, David, I don't mind at all. I've never shared it on the air before. It was three years ago. Um, I'm one of those people who was born with very fair skin. I guess that's my Scottish roots and a bald head now. And my Hmm. Christian family doctor told me I should start having a dermatologist check me over. So then about three years ago, he spotted something on my back. And so he dug a biopsy a little bit out and sent it off for analysis and Twice a year before that, uh, I had been getting those precancerous spots burned off by liquid nitrogen. A lot of people know what I'm talking about. But this particular day, there was a small dark spot that had developed on my back. And a few days later, uh, this dermatologist called. And David, this guy never calls. (laughs) Mm. He even Mm. sounded serious. And he told me on the phone that it was melanoma. And uh, I didn't know that much about it. I called our Christian board member who's an oncologist. He explained more. Once it gets into the lymph nodes, it can spread throughout the body. And it can certainly kill you. You can't easily stop it. Wow. Charles, what was that like? Well, my first reaction was... How do we get rid of it? Let's do what we can. (laughs) Uh, I can turn into a take charge person sometimes. Just ask Janet. Uh, I'd describe you that way. (laughs) Well, second second reaction, though, is I might die. Mm. And I wasn't really thinking about myself. I'm ready to die. I'm ready to be with Jesus. Mm. I was worried about Janet. Mm. I was worried about my children when we called and let them know the diagnosis. But... A lot of things happened. Our prayers took a turn. Yeah. And instead of praying for others with cancer and other kinds of illnesses, all of a sudden we were praying for me hard, fast. Mm. And so um, then two and a half years ago, I was under the surgeon's knife. And when they dig out a little cancerous cell, a melanoma cell, which was no larger, it was half the size of a dime, they actually take out a major swath on your back. And then they also Mm. grabbed a couple of lymph nodes to see if it had spread there. And of course you're saying to yourself, did they get it? Well, through all of this, the Lord was with me, but I must say that scripture takes on new meaning if it's for you personally. And it's also given me, I think, a greater compassion for others who are going through, like many listeners listening today, I'm certain, uh, that are going through cancer or other issues that they're facing of illness. Mm. And there are these countless passages that speak to you in brand new ways. Uh, You know, you might just be reading Deuteronomy 39, be strong and courageous, Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, but you can go anywhere. You can go to Philippians or, or Psalms or Luke as Jesus healed people, recalling uh, being by a pool where Jesus healed when I was in Israel. 
But sometimes, of course, certain things mean a lot to you. Psalm 23, especially significant. Ivan was listening to multiple versions of Psalm 23 set to music over this time. Mm. But it turned out Janet and I were reading through all the Psalms. The day of my surgery, uh, we arrived at Psalm 129. And uh, sometimes, of course, you're looking for these these tight, great verses that give you courage. But the Lord just led us to Psalm 129, verse 3, the day I had the surgery. Early that morning, 730, mm-hmm. there we were praying before we drove to the hospital and I checked in. And mm-hmm. uh, I just had to share this with the surgeon who wasn't a Christian Uh, Verse 3, the plowman plowed over my back. They made their furrows long. Now, I told the surgeon this with a sense of humor, but it gave me an opportunity to share with him my faith in Christ. And I've known so many other people who've used their illness as a time to share their faith, their Lord, with others. Mm. Uh, So the plowman took out a, a, a furrow, a big chunk of my back, sent it off. Sent the two lymph nodes off. I was referred to a research oncologist uh, at the University of Washington Medical Center as a PhD as well as an MD. Was able to share my mm. faith with him. I still have to get MRIs or CAT scans. Uh, they alternate twice a year, PET scans. And you know what? Uh, <laughs> I told the oncologist this after the surgery. All my kids came home for Thanksgiving, and the oncologist said, milk it for all it's worth. (laughs) Enjoy their coming. (laughs) And and you know what? We had a great Thanksgiving together. Yeah. I was alive. They did find some melanoma in one of those lymph nodes, Uh, but the good thing is, since then, every six months, I get one of these scans. And I'm okay, Hmm. but I still have a greater compassion for others. And that Hmm. has been really, really uh, a special time for me uh, Hmm. that gives me a heart and more concern for others, love for others who are going through difficulties uh, like cancer right now. Well, Charles, I was just thinking uh, about the way that the Lord uses uh, our our troubles, the way he uses compassion. Uh, It's that passage we so often refer to at the beginning of 2 Corinthians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And Charles, I'm just wondering, how, how do you see your struggle connecting with others in the body of Christ? How, how have you been able to embody this very thing that the Lord said he does through us? Well, David, I can recall a specific story. In fact, um, after I had my bout with melanoma, which of course could come back, uh, when I was in my 20s, I've shared on the air many times, I was a Jonah. I knew the Lord. Mm. I was running away from the Lord. Uh, I wasn't going in the direction he wanted me to go. And I was uh, a secular journalist, wasn't married in my 20s, living in Florida. And on a Sunday morning, I just woke up 
and uh, I had to go to church. And for one mm. Sunday morning, I didn't have a hangover. Uh, let's not go into that. But I did go to church. I met a pastor who was preaching that day. He's the one who led me back to the Lord. And uh, since that time, every day, Larry Menninger has prayed for me. Hmm. And so after my own bout with cancer, I learned that Larry Menninger had melanoma. And it had spread way beyond how my cancer had spread. And so when I was traveling to Florida the next time, uh, I stopped to see him, thinking this might be the very last time I ever get to see him. The melanoma had uh, spread throughout his body. It had spread to his brain. Uh, he's still with us at this time, but he could go home to be with the Lord. He's retired as a pastor now, but with his wife, I had lunch at their house, and it gave me an opportunity to pray with him and for him. Mm. And uh, mm. to lay hands on him and mm. to just thank him for how the Lord had used him to bring me back. And now I was able, in some very tiny, small, minuscule way, minister to him as he's undergoing melanoma. Mm. And um, I think, you know, when you've been through the valley of the shadow of death, it helps you to tend to others who are going through the valley of the shadow of death. And so, you know, back to the 23rd Psalm, uh, that's something where the Lord leads us through these times. But when he leaves us still on this earth, he allows us to lead others, even though it's Jesus who's leading us through these right. terrible times when we're facing the prospect of dying. And uh, mm. I think the upshot, David, is I'm more ready to die now than I was three years ago when I had this diagnosis. Mm. And um, mm. I know the Lord's going to see me through whatever and whenever he decides to take me home. Mm. Well, Charles, you know, in light of that, I, I was just thinking this, I mean, this is a national radio program, Charles. This is airing all over North America, other parts of the world. There are most certainly people listening right now and they're in their own cancer journey um, and the diagnosis could be all over the place. Maybe someone got a diagnosis today. Charles, what, what do you want to say to, to those who are hearing these words and they're hearing their own story and wondering and asking questions? Lord, where are you in this? Well, the answer is hard, but it's easy. Uh, the Lord promised to never leave us. And, and you're right, David. We get calls and emails from people every day asking us to pray for either themselves or for mm -hmm. someone they love who's yeah. many times going through cancer. Yeah, and we do pray. Yes, we do. We pray every day at the ministry. And perhaps maybe the right thing to do right now is to pray for somebody yes. listening who has just gotten yeah. the diagnosis, like you said, or they're going through treatment right now. They don't know yes. if they're going to make it, but Christ yeah. knows. Christ's yeah. with you. I think it'd yeah. be good if we pray. I do too, Charles. And since this is fresh for you in so many ways, would you lead us? I'd be happy to. Dear Lord in heaven, we throw ourselves upon your mercy. 
We put our lives in your hands because they really are in your hands. Were it not for Christ Jesus who came to this earth to die for our sins on the cross, we would truly be hopeless. And even though we may shed tears as we think about how we could die, some of us soon, all of us at some point, Lord, we ask for the assurance of our salvation that we need, for your spirit to speak tender words of care to each of us right now today. When we read any passage of scripture, Lord, like you're extending your hand and you take us by your right hand, you lead us, uh, we walk with you uh, through the shadow of the valley of death beside still waters. Lord, help us and know that we're going to make it through if we're in Christ Jesus. So give us not a confidence just in our doctors, although we pray for our doctors, but give us the confidence in you that you're looking after your children. And for that, we can be grateful and eternally thankful as we look forward to meeting Jesus face to face in whose name we pray right now. Amen. Haven today. I'm David Wolin here with Charles Morris. And of course, you probably recognized those words from Psalm 23. But Charles, this particular psalm, now we know, has great meaning for you and the song as well. I, I've got to laugh a little bit here, David. That was a British TV show. My wife and I watch British TV shows all the time. We don't like to watch modern new TV programs. That's the theme from the Vicar of Dibley, but it's a great <laughs> arrangement of Psalm 23. George Humphreys, the Choir of Christ Church Cathedral, Oxford, and uh, it's it's a great theme. It it opened a TV show, but it speaks words of truth to all of us today. Well, this was your story today, Charles. I'm glad we got to end with uh, a song that uh, is special and unique to you. 
Well, earlier we were sharing a little bit about Dr. Andy McQuitty's cancer story. Uh, that was a story you heard, Charles, before your own journey. And uh, we're excited to welcome him back tomorrow. And we'll hear his full journey that was recorded with him, with you, Charles, in his office several years ago in Texas at Irving Bible Church. And at that time, he'd been told he was going to die from an aggressive form of cancer. God spared him, gave him another season of ministry. And it hasn't been the same for him since. And I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. And we'll check in with him later in the week to see how he's doing. I... I'm so grateful that he put together this helpful book. Uh, In my cancer journey, I was still having to do radio programs every day. He wrote a book as a diary, and he's seen both sides, walking alongside others, walking through the valley of the shadow of death himself. Uh, This book was written to help in moments of crisis. It's called Notes from the Valley. It'll encourage anyone with a friend or loved one or even themselves with the diagnosis that could lead to death, but what it looks like to follow Jesus through cancer. And so I want to invite anyone listening right now. This is a vital resource for something very specific, and it's based on the personal journey, the pastoral insights of Dr. Andy McQuitty. And it's called Notes from the Valley, and we'd love you to have a copy. And if you have a reason to order it, then we'd like to pray for you as well. So after the program, there's a couple of ways you can get in touch with us, make your gift, order the book. Uh, But you could call us at 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. And we'd love to pray with you. Or you can go and visit us uh, at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And we'd love to hear from you. And if you do go to the website, be sure and watch the video that we shot with Andy McQuitty in his pastor study uh, there between Dallas and Fort Worth. Well, I'm Charles Morris. And I'm David Wallen. Thanks for joining us today. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Today marks President's Day in the United States, an occasion to honor those who have governed at the highest level. God's Word says something along those lines as well, but it applies to believers in every country. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 2, I urge that prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority. So we should all take the time to pray for our leaders regularly, whether they're doing the things we approve of or not. We need to ask the Lord to bless them with the wisdom to rule justly and rightly, and that they would know and confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You can get more daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.